Have you ever wondered where you really stand with God? Are you overcome with feelings of guilt because of things you've done wrong? Are you tired of religion that focuses on rules that you can't keep? Have we got good news for you? It's time to listen in on some casual conversation with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski and discover what true freedom is all about. This is Growing in Grace. Alrighty then, we got another Growing in Grace week here, Growing in Grace podcast here at growinginandgrace.org. And as we mentioned last week, newly available on iHeartRadio, so you can listen to it there <laughs> and many other places as well. That's the thing with jingles. Uh, it gets it into the minds and hearts of people, <laughs> something that people can't forget. You hear certain things, and you know exactly what they're talking about. We're, we're easily we're easily influenced by culture, and I, I think that's what I appreciated so much about our, our radio days many years ago, Joel, was the, the contemporary Christian music format. We sounded, you know, the style we used as an announcers and DJs on the air, the music we played, it kind of, in many ways, matched up with other pop culture radio stations and rock radio stations that were on the radio dial. It's just that we had a different message. I, I kind of appreciated that because, you know, sometimes people just need to be reached where they are. Mm-hmm. You know, something like what you just mentioned, something as simple as a jingle. You know? <laughs> I mean, I, I can still remember if I were to say, you young people, you'll have to bear with me for a minute. But if I if I were to say something like um, plop, plop. <laughs> What would the next words out of your mouth be? Fizz, fizz. Fizz, fizz. For a lot of people, plop, plop, fizz, fizz. Oh, what a relief it is. I can't believe I ate the whole thing. (laughs) (laughs) You ate it, Ralph. (laughs) See? And and those were from decades ago, and they're still stuck somewhere in the cracks and crevices of our mind. Yeah, exactly. May God help us. For better or worse, exactly. (laughs) But, you know, that also, you know, we can sort of tie this into what we're talking about, is that unfortunately, well, it can be a good and a bad thing in in the church as well, where, like with versology, like we talk about, you get stuck on one verse. It says something, and people build a doctrine out of it, and so you hear that verse, and all of a sudden, like you were talking about, 1 John 1, 9, everybody's mind goes to, well, you got to confess your sins in order to be forgiven. You lose fellowship with God if you don't confess your sins. All these wrong things that are based upon this one thing that people become so familiar with. And so just to sort of tie that into what we're talking about, this I wasn't intending to lead it in this way, but if you have a certain understanding of things, like I talked about a couple of weeks ago, I had been in a conversation with someone on Facebook. He's a, he's a Gentile, not a Jew, believer in Christ, but he's trying to live by Old Covenant, by especially the Ten Commandments. He specifically says that, but also he picks and chooses from other commandments that he thinks we need to live by because he's heard this verse, that verse, out of context. He's heard a whole bunch of these verses out of context, and it affects how he views God and how he views how he needs to live his life uh, in Christ. And it's totally, the Old Covenant way, totally has no idea, seemingly, of the difference between the Old Covenant and the New Covenant and how this new one is so much better, and how all of this is pointing to Jesus, who is the substance All of the things that we read in the Bible, and you've mentioned many times, we love the scriptures. We get a lot of great information and understanding about God in the scriptures. But if they don't point us to the person of Jesus Christ, 
not rules, not regulations, not verses. The Bible isn't there so that we can have the Bible as our life. It's there so that it points to Jesus Christ, who is our life. There's a very big difference between how life was done under the Old Covenant and how life is in the person of Jesus Christ. These scriptures, this book of Hebrews, for example, that we've been talking about for a few weeks and that we'll continue talking about, these scriptures point to the one who is our very life. So we're kind of going through this epistle to show how it shows us (laughs) how it's all about Jesus Christ, the Son, who died once for all of our sins, took our sins away so that we could be with him, so that he could be the propitiation for our sins and so that our life uh, would be found in him. Yes, yes. And, and, and with Hebrews 3 here, it starts out with, therefore, holy brothers. And I mentioned this a couple of programs ago. This is the one letter besides First John that doesn't state in the beginning who they're writing to, which was almost always believers in Christ. Therefore, holy brothers. But the, the fact that it starts out with therefore, in other words, he's looking back on what's been said the previous two chapters. Mm-hmm. Therefore, holy brothers. So we know he's been writing to believers in Christ, probably, you know, for the most part here, Jewish believers uh, who came out of that old covenant and are now being transitioned into something new. And and this, you know, I don't believe that there was a transition per se with the old slowly coming to an end over a period of years or decades while the new came into effect. I, I believe the old ended when the testator died and a new covenant was established after the cross as as Jesus rose and his blood was victorious. But in the minds of these people, with their rich heritage for centuries, it was a transition to go from animal sacrifices on a regular basis to zero, (laughs) okay? It wasn't just a slow, gradual decline. (laughs) I mean, at least it wasn't meant to be. I would imagine in real life, maybe it was. Some people probably were still struggling with it. Well, I'm just going to go play it safe and confess my sins again and sacrifice an animal again. Undoubtedly, there was some of that going on. Mm -hmm. My point here, though, is that he's been writing to believers all along with what he's been saying. And uh, only in 1 John chapter 1 do we see where believers are are not addressed, but quite the opposite. But just to to summarize um, chapter 3 as we get ready to transition here from 3 into 4, Joel, um, in in the book of Hebrews, you and I were talking about this uh, prior to coming on and recording this one, but the entire book of Hebrews, just, just, just to give you a little bit of a summary here, to make it simple to try and wrap your mind around it, the entire book of Hebrews, and I know Joel has written about this through blogging over the years, but it's making a case for the superiority of the new covenant of Jesus compared to the old covenant with the inferior priesthood under the old Jewish system. And in chapters 3 and 4, we see a comparison of the plight of those Israelites who were not able to enter into God's rest. Mm -hmm. And it's contrasted with us today as believers in Christ under the new covenant who have entered through something called belief. (laughs) And both they and us heard the good news somewhere along the way, but the word that they heard did not profit them Because why? It wasn't matched up or connected or united with faith. For us believers, we have a rest found in Christ. We'll maybe get to this as we get into chapter 4. Christ became our Sabbath. All right, so we're not living by a Sabbath law anymore. 
We're not living by any of that law anymore, as you were talking about with your scenario, with the person you were talking to. Faith is the substance of Jesus Christ. He's the word. We're going to get into this here, maybe not all this week, but we'll get into it more next week. But I think the point I wanted to make here is chapter three, especially. Let me just read this out of uh, the, the end of chapter three. And to whom did he swear? To whom did God swear that they, those under the old covenant, would not enter into his rest, but to those who were disobedient? So we see that they were not able to enter because of unbelief, referring back to those Israelites who came out of Egypt. Right. That's exactly what it's all about. And and part of their unbelief in what the writer is talking about here in Hebrews, this rest, well, chapter 4, since a promise remains of entering his rest. Let us fear, lest any of you seem to have come short of it. They have heard about this Jesus Christ, this son. You know, back, he compares it. Here, see, there's a contrast here. I've heard people quoting from chapter 3 about how uh, the middle of chap- chapter 3 where the writer of Hebrews actually quotes from the Old Testament. Today, if you will hear his voice, do not harden your hearts, as in the rebellion... Your fathers tested me and tried me, therefore I was angry with that generation. So I swore in my wrath they shall not enter my rest. And it talks about, therefore, brethren, lest there be in any of you an evil heart of unbelief and departing from the living God. And people talk about, uh, and uh, today, if you, lest any of you be hardened through the deceitfulness of sin. So people think that this has to do with if, if you sin, it's, you know, you're sinning that is the, that is the problem. But the sin was kind of, was the symptom and was the problem that needed to be taken care of. But the way to enter into the rest of God, where it was no longer going to be about our works, but we could rest from our works just like God did, it was through faith. Because, like you say, so we see that they could not enter in because of unbelief. Talking about those who were under the old covenant, they could not enter because of unbelief. This rest that God had provided for them in the promised land and Therefore, since chapter 4 here, since a promise remains of entering his rest, let us fear, lest any of you seem to come short of it. For indeed, the gospel was preached to us as well as to them, but the word they heard did not profit them, like you were talking about here, not being mixed with faith in those who heard it. For we, and here's the thing, for we who have believed do enter that rest. <laughs> it's not it's not that uh, we're we're trying to enter that rest. It's we've believed and now we have entered into that rest. We're in the rest of God. We're no longer you know, you know so I swore in my wrath they shall not enter my rest. Why? Because of unbelief. Well, we have believed. We have entered into God's rest. And so all of the things Going back to chapter 1 of Hebrews, where God spoke to the fathers through the prophets, and they had to follow the law, and they had all these sacrifices that they had to do. That was how it was then. Now we're in the rest of God. We've ceased from our works, and now all we do is, is uh, believe in him, and, and we live our life of, uh, from faith. Well, and of course that lines up with uh, you know something Jesus said. Hey, if you're, if you're worn out, if you're tired, you're burdened, you're weary. Come to me. He was really looking back at the law with that statement and saying, mm-hmm. you've been trying to do all of this stuff and it's wearing you out. And uh, you come to me. I'll, I'll give you rest. He, he is our peace. 
He is our life. He is our hope. He is our rest. And and I, I think sometimes we've we've joked about this before, but sometimes uh, resting seems like such difficult work for people. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, even from we're talking from a spiritual which, perspective which is ironic. here, but what's what's that? Which is ironic, rest being yeah, difficult. Yeah, yeah, it is. And, and you know, you you think of people who are getting ready to retire. A lot of people look forward to retirement. They're tired of working, and they're going to go and and recreate and have a good time. While others still want to keep busy. You know, others still want something to do. Um, and I think that's the difference, Joel. For, for retirees, talking about real life here on, on planet Earth, for retirees who, who, uh, who, who want to stop needing to work but still want to keep busy doing something, I, I think that's a little bit of a parallel of, of life in Christ is that we're, we're at rest spiritually, but we can do things not because we're forced to do it, not because we're required to do it, like the workplace. We're getting to do something because we're just looking to keep busy, and we do it because we want to. It keeps our mind occupied and things like that, or just, again, just because we want to. I think that's that's the difference between, you know, resting in Christ and, and keeping busy at the same time. Yep, indeed. So we'll uh, pick up on some more of this next week talking uh, going through the book of, of Hebrews and this uh, wonderful life that we have in Christ in the Son because of his one sacrifice that took away all of our sins and so more on this next week right here on Growing in Grace this has been Growing in Grace with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski heard online through various internet sources around the world each week to access hundreds of past programs visit graceroots.org Share it with a friend and listen again next week for more Growing in Grace.